Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, Ministry of Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel. It's good to be with you. Uh, let's see here. Aha. Okay. So it is good to be with you for our continuing journey through the Bible over the course of three years, one chapter at a time. This is, what day are we on? Hmm. Looks like we're on day 57. And uh, that takes us to Genesis 37. We've shifting now from a focus primarily on Jacob to a focus on Joseph. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the truth of your word, for the goodness of your word, for the power of your word. Thank you so much for loving us enough to speak truth to us and reveal your plans to us. Help us to understand your word today. Give us grace by your Holy Spirit to have the wisdom and insight to know what you are saying to us and to follow after you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 37. Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojournings, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to, the fa to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright, and behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us? Or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the saying in mind. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. And he said to him, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring me word. So he sent him to the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a man found him wandering in the fields, and the man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. And the man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from afar. Before he came near to them, 
they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and we will see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their house to restore him to his father. So Joseph, when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and threw him in the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat. And looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone! Where shall I go? Then they took Joseph's robe and slaughtered a goat and dipped the robe in the blood. And they sent the robe of many colors and brought it to their father and said, This we have found. Please identify whether it is your son's robe or not. And he identified it and said, It is my son's robe. A fierce animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his garments and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. This is Genesis 37 in God's holy word from the English Standard Version. Ah, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. He is young. He is gifted. He is highly favored. He seems to be righteous, but he's not yet humble and he's not yet wise. But he will be used by God very powerfully. So we first hear that Joseph was 17 years old. He's pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. Those are the two concubines. The, the sons of the concubines are the ones specifically named. And we're told, the first thing we're told about him besides his age and his activity is that, is that he's the favored. He's the favored one. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. He's also the firstborn son of Rachel, the one whom he loved. 
And so he is favored by Jacob. And the favor that Jacob shows him makes his brothers envy him. They hate him. They could not speak peacefully to him. Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers. He told them about this dream, which was pretty easy for all of them to interpret, that he was going to be Lord over his brothers, that his brothers were going to bow down to him. And they did not like it at all. They hated him even more. And then he had another dream, a dream where the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to him. And that was easy enough for his family to interpret too. This time he tells it to his father, who is the sun in the dream and his mother, the moon, and the 11 stars, and he is very troubled. Jacob is <clears throat> confused. Notice the response that's different between the brothers and Jacob in verse 11, though. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. His father had enough experience with the Lord, more so than his sons had, to know that if Joseph's having these dreams, Ah, uh, they just might be something worth paying attention to. But then there comes the conspiracy. First, a conspiracy to want to kill Joseph. His brothers are really just tired of him. He causes problems for them. They are evidently very irresponsible, by the way. They're supposed to be shepherding, pasturing the father's flock near Shechem, uh, near Hebron, where there's good land, the valley of Hebron. But they're off in Dothan, which is not where they're supposed to be. They're not primarily caring for the flocks. It, it appears, we can sort of read between the lines, and it appears that they're off indulging themselves in sinful activity rather than doing the responsible thing to take care of the flocks of their father. And they see him coming, and they decide they're going to get rid of him. Reuben, Reuben and Judah stand out here for saying something different. Reuben, the firstborn, is trying to save his brother's life and restore him to his father. Perhaps we don't know exactly the timing of all of this, but we do know that Reuben at some point sleeps with um, his father's concubine. And maybe this is shortly after that, and he's trying to restore good favor to his father by uh, bringing back Joseph safe to him. Maybe that's a bit of speculation. We don't, again, we don't know the timing. It also seems like Benjamin hasn't been born yet, maybe. Uh, because there's still active talk about the uh, his mother, Rachel. And uh, so that's speculation. I don't know. We, we don't really have a clear timeline uh, of exactly when these events occur. <clears throat> but we do know that Ishmaelites come along. So these are Midianites. They are descendants of Ishmael. And they come along and they're traders, they're merchants, they're going down to do business in Egypt. And Judah, it is this time, who comes up with the plan that really saves his brother's life, and that is to sell him instead. He sold for 20 shekels of silver. We are intended to see echoes of Christ, foreshadowings of Christ here. Hated by his brothers, rejected by his own, envied by those who were in authority among his own people, and then sold by one of his closest followers um, for 30 pieces of silver, in the case of Jesus, 20 shekels of silver in the case of Joseph. So we are to see this innocent one, this righteous one, this gifted one, this favored one, who is hated by his brothers and sold. They were going to kill him, but still they 
Instead, they sold him and handed him over. There's echoes of Jesus, uh, foreshadowings of Christ within the, this story. And it looks like all hope is lost as far as Jacob's concerned. His son is gone. His son is slaughtered. His son is no more. And he is deeply in mourning. Keep this in mind because later uh, his sons are going to have concern about what might happen if, if Benjamin, if something were to happen to Benjamin. But he's deeply, deeply in mourning. And then the very last verse lets us know that God is in charge of this situation. Everything is unfolding according not to the plan of Judah, but according to the plan of Yahweh, the God of Judah. Because he ends up being sold to Potiphar, who is the captain of Pharaoh's guard. And that's going to be very important in the destiny of Joseph. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the sovereign one in control of all of the details of our lives, the happy as well as the sad, the things we expect as well as the things we don't expect, the things that uh, agree with our plans that we had laid down, the things that completely challenge and upset our plans that we have laid down. You are in charge. You are the sovereign one. And you are working things out for the good of your people and for the glory of your name, despite human sin that is offensive to you, you're still working for good. Show us that truth and help us to believe it for our own lives. Thank you for Jesus who came and who was despised and rejected and sold for us and for our salvation. We thank you for him. We praise you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, the plan next time, tomorrow, we're going to continue the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 38. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.